Hi folks, we're going to continue our look today at walking in authority, dominion and power. And I really believe this is a message that God's put in my heart to share. Um, and um, so I'm really looking forward to bringing this message. We're going to start in Exodus chapter 3. Well, really Exodus chapter 3 is that chapter where uh, Moses is out keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro and he comes to the burning bush. And, and of course, then the Lord says to him, uh, he calls him to a mission and um, and, he, and he, he is telling him that he's to take the children of Israel out of, the, out of Egypt and go into the promised land. And then in Exodus chapter 4, it says, Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, Yahweh has not appeared to you. Okay, and you know, sometimes that happens. People just will say that I don't believe you're of God. And, you know, you can be of God. You can be you can be sharing God's message. You can be God's messenger. But some folks just don't want to hear that. Um, but anyway, that's that's between them and the Lord. And then it says, Yahweh said to him, what is that in your hand? Listen, folks, that's that's what I believe the Lord wants to say to us today. What have you got? Who are you? What is your identity? What have you got in your hand? And he said, well, I, I've got a rod. And the Lord then told him what to do, cast it in the ground or turn into a snake, pick it up again. So basically what the Lord was saying to him was that this rod was his, um, his weapon and his symbol of authority. This word rod here in the Hebrew can be translated as uh, a scepter. Folks, what have you got in your hand? Well, I tell you right now, you've got a scepter. We we covered this quite a lot when I preached on it about moving from sword to scepter. And that wonderful book by Wanda Alger uh, of that title, Moving from Sword to Scepter, showing us that we're no longer in that season of spiritual warfare, fighting principalities and powers, all that stuff. But we're supposed to now be in the season, the new wineskin, the new paradigm of being an authority and functioning from heaven. Everything the Lord sent to me is about that. Functioning from heaven. Functioning from the heavenly realm. Seated with Christ in heavenly places. Not on earth begging God to do something. That's, that's, the title of this message today is Stop Begging for What Is Already Yours. Stop begging God to do something from an earthly perspective. Because it's already yours anyway. But to function from heaven, that place, you know, the Lord has emphasized to me a lot. I have a prophecy, it's over 100 years old, about the man-child and how um, and I have to walk in that ministry of Revelation 12, the man-child and overcoming by the blood and, and all of that, all end-time stuff. An amazing prophecy by a guy called Richard McPhee, who was the brother of John McPhee, a mighty man of God, both of them. And what a company they were and the south side of Glasgow throughout the 20th century. And I was handed a 100-year-old prophecy. Um, it's, it's over 100 years now, um, and was told it's for me. Um, and it's, it's very exciting. But he talks about the man-child. And the man-child, of course, is that company of end-time believers who are going to walk in authority. Folks, it's already ours. It's not that God's going to give us something that we don't already possess. It's that we're going to walk in, finally walk in. 
uh, what belongs to us already. So, and, I, and, and my job is to share that with folks and bring them into that understanding and that realisation that that belongs to them. So anyway, he says here, what's in your hand? And he says, it's a rod or, or a scepter. It's a rod of authority, folks. And then, of course, God says to him, uh, you know, Moses arguing with the Lord about, I can't speak, I'm, I'm rubbish, <laughs> all that, um, slow of speech and all this. And he says, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you Aaron, he can he can speak for you type thing. Um, but look what he says, verse, and he says, Aaron will be your spokesman. But look, verse 17, he says, you'll take this rod in your hand and with it you'll do signs. The rod will do miracles. The rod is what I've given you. If you've got your hands on the rod, then you've you you you've got a, a tactile and visual reminder of my authority because I've given you a rod of power, and so that's wonderful. And and then of course we know that Moses did stuff with it. But what I want us to look at here is Exodus chapter fourteen, a few chapters on, and look what happens at the Red Sea. You know they're standing at the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army's there. It's it's getting really quite a grim situation, grim scenario. But look what it says in Exodus chapter 14, and it says here, um, the, the, the Israelites start moaning at Moses and murmuring, and we'd have been better staying in Egypt, what's going on here, you've brought us out here, um, you know, it's better to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. Then Moses said this to the people, verse 13 of Exodus 14, Fear you not, stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. Wonderful faith words. Um, and, you know, they're great words. But look at this. There's something not quite right here because it, it says, he says, the Lord shall fight for you, you shall hold your peace. Now, this is interesting. He says, the Lord will fight for you. And of course, if God wasn't fighting for them, they'd have no chance, they'd be wiped out. But there's something seems to be going on here because it says, and the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Why are you crying out to me? So while Moses is saying these faith words to the people, he's obviously also at the same time saying, Oh dear Lord, you need to help me here. This, you know, it's over unless you intervene. So what he's saying is he's putting on his leader's profile and speaking to the people and saying, You know, God's going to do it. God's going to do it. But he must have been at the same time going, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> well, you know, he, don't say you haven't done that. You see, a leader sometimes has to say stuff that sounds bold and positive and so on, but it doesn't always reflect what's in the heart because if you haven't maintained your faith level to where it should be, it's easy to say the words, but, but you're not always at that place in your heart. Now, here's what I want us to see. This is what happens. The Lord says, well, why are you crying to me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Folks, it's easy to say revival, awakening, oh yes, oh, we want God to move. But folks, there comes a time where you have to say to the people, go forward into it. We can all talk about what we want to happen. We can all talk about what we want to be. But folks, it's all right talking about authority. It's all right talking about power. It's all right talking about dominion. But if it's always from that aspirational point where you're saying, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful if this happened? Folks, it's happened. 
The heavens have been rent. Jesus came. He died on a cross. We just celebrated Resurrection Day yesterday. And, um, you know, he didn't come out of that tomb so you could keep wanting, so you could keep desiring, keep longing for the power, the resurrection life. I, I preached yesterday morning in my home church. The resurrection life is in you, and that life is, is actually there to heal your body. The Holy Ghost is there to quicken your mortal body. Your body that's subject to death, it needn't be subject to death any longer in the sense it was before the cross, where if you got disease, you know, listen, healing power is in your body. Resurrection life is in your body. The Zoe life of God. So you, the Bible says, to as many as received him, to them gave he power or authority, exousia. You have the authority. And then over in Acts chapter 2, or sorry, Acts chapter 1, Jesus says, stay here because you'll receive power, dunamis power. So we have the exousia, uh, which is the authority, uh, the legal power, if you like, the governmental power or authority. We have the dunamis, which is the dynamic, dynamite power of the Holy Ghost. So we have the legal righteousness, the legal position, but we also have, we also have, the actual dynamite power of the Holy Spirit, the explosive power. And I like what Curry Blake says, he's so right. When you put the authority and the, the power or the exousia and the dunamis together, you then have dominion. Folks, the dominion is ours. And if you're living in the paradigm where you're longing for it, longing to see, oh Lord, oh Lord, we want to see signs. We want to see what. Oh, we want to see you move. We've all prayed those prayers, those begging prayers. Oh Lord, we beseech thee, folks. It's already yours. Stop begging for what you already possess. Stop begging for what's already yours. It already belongs to you. It's already yours. You ought to be walking in it. Not not everybody that has it, because every believer has it, but not every believer is walking in it or manifesting it, or exercising it. The challenge isn't to get it. To as many as received him, well, if you received him, you received the power. You received the authority. If you've got the Holy Spirit in you, you've got the one that raised Jesus from the dead. I said it yesterday. What kind of power did it take? No amount of nuclear power or electricity could raise a man from the dead, let alone a man who had taken the sin of the world upon him and beaten to a pulp whipped to a pulp. But folks, that power is not a force. It's a person. The Holy Spirit, he lives in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. That's not future. You know, the, you know, people put a lot of this stuff off to the future. A lot of the stuff people put off till after they die or after Jesus returns, they won't need it then. <laughs> you, you won't need the authority to the same degree you maybe need it now. Yeah, you'll have other tasks then, and well, we don't entirely know everyone that we'll be involved with, but folks, we need authority now, and we need dunamis power now. You know, you need to drive demons out, you need to heal the sick now, you need to do the stuff that is ours to do. And, you know, here's God speaking to Moses, and he says to him, why do you cry to me? Speak, tell him to go forward. And then he says this, look, but lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, 
and divide it. Now, I know, you know, everybody knows it's God's power that did it. But Moses had to do his part. He had to lift up the rod. You know, what is the Lord saying to him? He's saying, you know that I gave you that rod to do signs. What's in your hand, Moses? I asked you before, what's in your hand? Oh, I've got a rod here. Well, I'm going to give that rod. I'm going to make that rod a rod of power and authority. Or whatever that, whatever you basically, when you use that rod, that's your miracle rod. You can, and, and notice it's at Moses, it's at Moses' behest. It's at Moses. Uh, it wasn't just that the Lord kept telling him, you know, well, you can't use that rod without me. Folks, you don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you to meditate God's word. You don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you to lay hands on a sick person. You don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you cast out this devil. Now we do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. We do it with the, the backing of and the cooperation of the Holy Spirit. And it's his power that is released. But folks, you are the one that does these things. He is there to back you up. He's the paraclete. And folks, we've got to get to a place where we understand that it's already ours. As, as Andrew Womack's book says, you've already got it. It's already our power to walk in. It's all our exercise. It's already our authority to, to demonstrate to principalities and powers that we have it and, and we speak and release kingdom, okay, to as many as received him. You know, when we talk about thy will be done on earth as it is and have thy kingdom come, we have the answer to that. We're not just praying that God will do something out there in the ether or out there in the world. We're the answer. We, we're actually the embodiment of that prayer. You know, um, we are heaven invading earth. Okay? The kingdom of heaven is within us. And so wherever we go, heaven goes. And all we have to do is release it. We release it by words. We release it through our hands. We release it by whatever means uh, is available to us. And so it's it's ours. But, you know, a lot of Christians want to spend, oh, Lord, we need you to move. Look at the state of the nations. Oh, Lord, we beseech you. Folks, get rid of all that beggar mentality. We cannot live in that paradigm anymore. Let me just say this to you. You will not get new wineskin results from an old wineskin. Okay? All this aspiration. Oh, Lord, we need it. Folks, if you need it, you need to get born again. You... You have to receive it. And if you've already received it because you, you are born again, then repent of all that junk and start speaking and releasing kingdom. Start decreeing who you are in Christ. That's what it all boils down to. Identity is destiny. said it before. Who you are determines what you manifest. If you flood your consciousness of who you are. If you flood your consciousness with being a beggar. Let me just say this to you right now. The throne room is no place for beggars. You're not here to be a beggar in the throne room. You know, when the prodigal son returned, oh, I'll just be a servant, Father. I'll just, oh, just give me a job as a butler or a servant. And the Father says, no, because of who you are, you have to wear the robe. You have to get the ring on your finger. You have to step back into your identity and I know I'm speaking to people right now you've heard this you've walked in it maybe for a while or a season or or different times 
folks, but you've got back sucked into that old way of thinking of we just have to beg God, oh Lord we beseech you, Lord oh what are we going to do Lord, oh Lord return because this is too hard, it's too it's too sore to live in this world, folks junk all that stuff all that religiosity all that you know, we're powerless, we're weak we're worms <coughs> if that's true of you then get born again and become a child of the king, become a son or a daughter of Almighty God. Start walking in mature sonship. And folks, I'm, I know I'm speaking to people here. You might you might need to become a Christian if you're if you're not a Christian. Well, that's easy. Just uh, repent of your sins and, and say Jesus is Lord. He's my Lord. You know, get him in, uh, come into your heart. But I know I'm speaking probably to Christians, and you know this stuff. You know a lot of this stuff. But you've been sucked back in because you feel inadequate. Folks, your feelings have nothing to do with it. Feelings have got nothing to do with this. Your feelings will change. But you have to let faith lead. You have to let the word lead. And so uh, we're not beggars. We're not servants. Okay? We're bond servants because we choose to be. But we're not we're, that slave mentality, that beggar mentality. We're sons. We're mature sons, um, and if you're not a mature son, then get you know, stop drinking milk, start eating steak. I'm talking about the word here. Folks, that's God's message, I believe, to his ecclesia at this time, is to grow up. You know, I, I, I preach this, and I can tell you right now, a lot of folks love this message, and I can always tell who's spiritual and who's not, because a lot of folks don't. A lot of people just don't like when you start talking about maturity, you start talking about being fathers and fathering nations and all that stuff, they don't like it because they want to stay in the old paradigms. They want to stay in the old wineskin. They want to stay in that place of babyhood. And, and you know, you get a lot of people that... And, and here's the thing. There's, there's, I'll, I'll close with this. There's, a, there's people that like to pass themselves off as mature, but they're really not. They just want to stay stuck. And, and you know, they've reached a certain level that impresses others so they want to stay there. They don't really want to grow anymore. And there's also a whole bunch of folks that want to talk about revival but don't really want it. And that's what the Lord showed me and, and others. There are people that talk a good game about revival and wanting it. And you know, I think I call it the revival industry. There's a whole bunch of people want to talk about, oh, we, we, we long for the Lord to move. But you know, when the Lord is moving, <laughs> they're nowhere to be found. And or, or if the Lord says, well, okay, let's do it. Oh, oh, Lord, we beseech thee. You get back at see, If you get that rubber band snapped back into that old paradigm way of thinking of that you just have to beg God to do something. You know, if you don't have the re revelation, it's not a realisation, uh, it's a revelation that you already have authority and dominion and, and power in him, that you're in that place already. And I believe that the Lord wants to get enough people, maybe call it a tipping point. Um, you know, God can use a remnant of one man if he really has to. But I believe he wants people involved. Uh, but it's always going to be a remnant because the majority will just keep banging on and their uh, Lord, we beseech thee, we long for the Lord to do something stuff. Because see, longing means that you don't need to take responsibility. And beseeching means it's all in God. It's none of it's in you. But the Lord wants to raise up in the earth a man-child. 
a man-child that goes up to God and his throne in heaven and starts to rule and reign on the earth. And I believe God's maybe speaking to some of you people, speaking to all of you people that are listening to this and saying you can be part of this. I believe that's God's message to every believer on the earth today. You can be part of this. But many won't do it. Many will, they, they would rather stay in Egypt or they'd rather stay in Goshen even. See, Goshen was a place where the Israelites were protected and what was the bad stuff that was happening in Egypt, the rest of Egypt wasn't happening in Goshen. But folks, that's not good enough. Living in a, a sort of a, a mentality where it's almost like a stronghold mentality, a fortress. Uh, but, you know, you didn't venture out into the water. God just keeps us all protected from the bad stuff that's happened. Folks, our job is to advance. Our job is to invade. It's onward Christian soldiers. It's not backward Christian soldiers. It's not retreat. We, we, speaking about this uh, just recently, and you get people talking about going on a retreat. You know, Christians love to go on retreats. Well, folks, I'm sorry, but retreats is defeatist. Retreats is negative language. I understand come apart for a while, and it's a great thing to do, but do we need to call it retreat? See, we've got that mentality. We've got that way of thinking that... Um, Yo, oh, if we just retreat and and the temptation is to retreat. But folks, what did he say to Moses? Tell the children to go forward. You, you, they could have retreated at the Red Sea and went back into slavery. Begged for mercy. Said, "Well, yo, we'll do, we'll do, we'll double, we'll work double what we did before, and you can pay us less." Folks, retreat is not an option. And the reason retreat's not an option is because of who you are. Because you are a son of the Most High God. You are a daughter of the Living One. You are called to authority, dominion and power to that place, seated with Christ in heavenly places, reigning as kings in life by Jesus Christ. King priests of the Melchizedek order. That is your purpose, that is your function it's also your destiny and it's time we started walking in it. And the way to walk in it is to realise our identity, to, to have revealed to us. How do you have it revealed? Spend more time in, in the Word. Meditate it constantly. Confess it often, all the time in fact, that you are a son of God, you are uh, uh, a king. Uh, you reign as a king in life by Jesus Christ. You're called to authority. You have authority. You have dominion. You have power in Christ. The dunamis power. Of the Holy Ghost, you have the exousia, the authority. Uh, just keep speaking it and keep meditating it, keep studying it, keep listening to this uh, excellent preaching from myself, uh, and just enjoy who you are. See, it's not meant to be a slog. It's not meant to be striving. It's not meant to be fleshly labour. It's all meant to be receiving. That's the key word to this. To as many as received them, receive power, receive the whole, receive it. You see, you can't earn it anyway. And and a lot of us are trying to earn it. That's the whole thing. I keep going about this all the time. I think I said I was going to close <laughs> a while back there. But that's what I'm trying to say. I'm getting excited about this. Once and for all, receive. Receive the truth. You'll know the truth by receiving the truth. And the truth will set you free. Set you free from that striving, that sense of inferiority and lack and shortage and falling short and not good enough and all that. We all need to repent. Well, we repented yesterday, but we need to go deeper today. All that stuff, folks. If you if you need to repent, then, then you, 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 you need to get saved. You should be walking in 
the renewing of your mind, which is really what repentance is, having your mind renewed. It's not, can you whip up enough feelings of, sorry, Lord, folks, junk all that religion or religiosity. True religion, the Bible tells us, is looking after, you know, the fatherless and widows and all that. In other words, you want to be religious, go do some good for somebody. But if you want to be free in Christ and a mature son in Christ, then receive the reality that you have authority in him and that you have the power of the Holy Ghost to back you up when you go out and start ministering to folks and just functioning as a kingdom man or woman. Well, we'll leave it there. The Lord bless you. Till next time, Jesus is Lord. Amen.